Chic. Hello, hello, Chic NYC. And just like that recaps, another week of it. I'm Melissa Rich. Thank you for tuning in. I have an amazing guest today and I'm devastated that I have, you know, as is my brand, a bit of a technical glitch where I happen to be in Guatemala and I don't have apparently enough internet force to get the editing to work on the app. So deep apologies. You're going to hear us chatting about uh, how we got disconnected right at the beginning of the episode. So sorry about that. But such is life uh, in, you know, if, if someone wants to pay me to do this podcast and produce it correctly, fabulous. Until that happens, so sorry. This is the technology that I'm working with when I'm in, where wait, Central America, right? God, I'm an idiot. Anyway, it's an amazing episode. I literally had a blast. Um, it's my friend, Lisa Traeger, who... I, I might say she is my favorite comedian. I feel like such an idiot, but honestly, she is. She's my favorite person to watch. She puts me in a state of laughter that, like, honestly, not a lot of live comedy can, like, penetrate through me and do. I think about bits that I heard from her years ago, that, you know, shit about her childhood and, like, owls that, like, how do I remember it? It's She's that kind of comedian. On top of that, she is really in touch with, you know, good TV culture. She has an amazing podcast about Law & Order SVU um, with Kara Clank. It's so funny. It's so good. So check that out if you haven't. And her stand-up, she's got a Netflix special, all kinds of stuff. So Lisa Traeger is her name, at Glitter Cheese on Instagram. And just, you know, a, yet another Sex and the City scholar. She knows the show. She is a true fan. And... You know, I've loved to get positive takes on the show as well while I, you know, dissect it and I'm a bit of an asshole about it. But to be fair, and I do get into it on this episode, but as we know, I love it. I do love it. And I will say that every episode. So get into it. Sorry for the glitch. Love ya. Oh my God, how are you? It'll be plugged in. I'm so happy to do this. Um, Thanks for being patient. Listen, thank with you me. for being patient. I feel like I've been all over the place today. Insane. Well, you're always all over the place. I do follow you on Instagram, and you <laughs> are an international party girl, a la Amarita. Wow. Thank you so much. That is the highest compliment, especially coming from you. I feel like you're an international party girl. You are no, I mean, taking I'm a mo- LA. We've, you're a party girl. I'm We've a stoner. <laughs> it's so lonely and sad and I don't leave the house no. really that much untrue I, but I do I do travel I like my life but you definitely are out in a tiny outfit in the streets sure. on a boat in a nightclub fair yeah. fair sometimes sometimes <laughs> I mean but that is that is the New York LA I feel like when you were in yes. New York I remember I seeing you there. in some tiny dresses we had sure yeah yeah um, I did go nightclubbing in Chicago in August, fun. and that was like, it was fun. I love going out in Chicago. It's really just kind of like a fun, like, co- like not cozy night, like, but like fun, like, I don't know. People want to drink. a good time. People want to drink. No one's pretentious. Nobody's like, you know, starting fights, at least from what I've seen. I'm sure there are fights in Chicago, but There's I always definitely like fights. Time. There's lost wedding rings in the snow. Of course, of course. I hate you, Jason. Love of that. But it is embarrassing to be cocky in Chicago because it's like you are still in the Midwest. Relax. Sure. sure. But it's fun. Humiliating. Don't worry at all. I mean, this is the highest technology and the <laughs> the most produced podcast I've ever done where, you know, I'm spending thousands, thousands per episode trying to get the most high quality um, recording. <laughs> Well, no, I people love Anchor. I'm happy yeah, about it. It's not bad. It's like, I just, I can't deal with it. Will if, you be able someone's... to edit together or this, you'll just do it from here? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually very easy to edit like right on the phone. So cool. No big, no big. So how have you been finding the new series as uh, a pretty diehard fan? So 
Thank you so much for asking me. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was annoying for a while when people are like, is it good? Is it bad? What do you think? And it's like, I'm going to watch it no matter what. So your question is relevant to me. And I feel you feel the same way where it's like, I'm going to watch it. So stop asking yeah. for my opinion. And the, the, this word good that everyone's using, like, don't ask me if it's good. Obviously, like, it's not going to be within the range of good or bad. It is the most layered, nuanced question you can ask, like, when you ask about this show. And exactly. it's watchable. So... It's kind of like shut the fuck up. It is. I um and I think we're lucky to have it. They made it during so much tragedy and mm-hmm. turmoil and like with the world the way it is. So I feel everyone needs to also feel lucky that we have this show. Yeah. I would say watching Carrie Bradshaw SJP playing her is like always a treat for me. I love the character. I love I just love watching her. Yeah. Um I think I wish because I was excited about their writer's room and stuff, but the one flaw I have is it's like, how many more jokes about, well, my daughter does that. I'm learning what right. the young kids say. I'm old. I did learn that Steve is, uh, Dave Eisenberg is deaf in real life. So, Oh, really? Okay, amazing. Yes. Well, because, and that made me feel okay because we've been hounding him to do my SVU podcast. Like, we want him oh so bad. And we're like, Steve, what the fuck are you doing? And now we're like, okay, you're deaf. <laughs> She's like, you don't I have to can't do our hear <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been, like, pulling hair out, being like, how can I get him on the podcast? And I was like, oh, my God, how embarrassing for us. Just, like, hounding this man. But, um, uh, so there are moments that annoy me with the extra wokeness instead of just being layered and like I hated the part where Charlotte was at the dinner with her new friend and like just going through all the art in that home instead of talking about one or two pieces in depth and why they're cool it was just like let's name drop as many artists as you know it's that kind of like little moments that seem not fleshed out and just forced um organic and you know I get the nod to coming back to Charlotte's past as the art dealer and gallery girl but it's like exactly what you said just name drops not even any in-depth analysis of anything it was and I feel like we're getting a lot of that yeah it's just a lot of these little like why are we doing this so like Rocco got a haircut and now or Rock got it and then it's done and we never I don't know I that stuff yes. seems shoehorned to me but um I, I love all the old outfits I love the old references I love the new stuff Mario Cantone I love um I love the realtor love the realtor love love that yes. new friendship love Lily and Carrie's relationship yeah hate the comedy concert love the phrase of course well, terrible stand up. Let's let's dig into that really quick because I think you know they are at a challenge. They've started so many plots at this point that, like, exactly like you said, they're not fleshing anything out. We're just dropping you know things one at a time and not going back to them. The comedies have surprised how many times we've seen Shay Diaz perform. <laughs> like they really, these are the gripping scenes that we need them on stage like fully going for it not even easy scenes to film like to your point of it's covid it's like you know production not simple right now yet we see in this episode they're at a rally they're (laughs) doing a full dual mass group scene um with jds on stage again it's humiliating i think it's just really hard to and have that out in the world right now yeah I did I do have to give credit I did like the line where they were like I'm wet and wiped a tear and then like wiped their pussy or something I don't know like I was into that little line but there's I don't know why they didn't just have a a stand-up help write the stand-up it makes it's confusing you guys are in New York like you couldn't have one person that knows there there wasn't a stand-up who can do that acting just that yeah I know I know it's humiliating we are completely disrespected there's an amazing (laughs) article on Gawker right now like just like comedians are annoying (laughs) and it's all about shady as it's a great read and it's 
unfortunately very true it is i'm googling it right now yeah you'll so love ASMR it freaks you guys are gonna hear it but i don't want to forget i know i have nails on if i type anything it's really um a true experience well, yeah your nails are so hot uh, but Katie, but the thing is i do have to and you know this about me oh my god narcissism is the best medicine <laughs> yeah we're fucking sickos it sucks it's humiliating it's so humiliating but if you tell so people hard. you're a comedian like if a and asked are you like yeah I'm a comedian or are you like yeah truly my job dream like I'm fine to talk about it I don't have to hide it um we're annoying because we're living the best life like if they also Mm. like we're living besides being like a billionaire which I don't know if that's great or not actually but like the life of a I guess it's sad and on the road I just feel like I'm living my dream and so yeah you're like of course we're annoying. We get to do whatever we Every want. Lot. Yeah, it is like a truly like we're like teens in some way for the rest of our lives. Yeah, it is. It's a fucked up uh, paradise, I guess. But I had to say we are annoying, but also mm-hmm. because sometimes I'll bring I'm actually really good about this. I am a social normal human, but um, like. I brought a friend around some performer friends recently and I paid attention and they did not ask her one question. Of course. Yeah. That like, I feel like is a given. Like not even what they, what my friend did, her creative pursuit, a story about it. Like truly I was there and she had fun. She was like, Oh, that was fun. I want to hang out again. But I was like, they didn't You're ask like, you why? a question. <laughs> yeah. They didn't talk about you being a teacher. Nothing, nothing. I know. I know. It's not a great breed of people. For like no. regular interactions. And the article does get into that where it's like one-sided conversation that we just want to have. But, you know, it's not normal. No, I, but that is, I do, I mean, I obviously talk a lot and about myself, but I do ask questions and I didn't realize what a gift it was. Sometimes when you are a comedian, the the standards are so low or that annoying that you could do normal, be, below average even, and people think you're amazing. In terms of like, I get um, compliments often that are like, wow, you really know how to take notes. You take notes <laughs> so well. And I'm like, what are we doing here what? that people can't take notes? Or um, this has happened a lot. And you do know me personally. I'm not overly like friendly or nice in any way. But multiple times now, I have people that work with me go, you've been the nicest headliner. You're so oh nice. Like people are, and I go, truly, I'm giving you the bare minimum. Like, what are comics doing? What are comics doing? We are so bad. Yeah, I think there's, especially on the road, people can absolute trash, especially to like venue people, you know, who are working and everything. Everyone, I'm sure they're getting worst nightmare, mostly dudes who are being complete assholes. But I think with Che, when speak, it almost gives me like they're reading from like this manual of like even political like relationship like in the conversation they have with Miranda post rally it's very much like it's not okay for you to do that and you know these kind of like think PC lines almost where it's like, okay, if you're gonna make the, them a comedian actually make them a piece of shit and like maybe we'll see that but at now they're being like so respectful it is <laughs> yes. to me very unrealistic if we are setting them up to be oh my god that's such a good point I did not catch that all at all I was a little bit kind of turned on by the vibe sure and now I'm extra humiliated because you're no. right no comic would ever like speak care. their feelings yeah <laughs> yeah totally oh my god when they dropped that's the copy so in the trash can I was like that's very comedian like and you know kind of bitchy which I liked that but yeah I thought very much that was not a comedian move person but they're a very different character and I think that like you're right we did see this side of them I was shocked when they actually say they were in love with Miranda that I did not see coming I thought that they were gonna kind of and we might see this in the next episode, obviously, if you watch the teaser. But Miranda, I thought, would humiliate herself. And she would obviously be fucking many other people. But it sounds like it's been getting uh, very serious. Yeah, and I don't see why. Like, that's the thing. Miranda's never been less likable. And yet her professor <laughs> yes. wants to be her friend. 
and this like hot shot seems successful like a black car was waiting for them it could have been an uber but it looked like a black car to me like totally totally um, they're doing well i feel yeah. so i don't know why everyone the apartment's big ever carol gardens with. whatever whatever she's doing she's doing well i yeah. don't know i felt like pace felt off in this episode a little bit like overall i did like it and like each episode i'm like that was the best one that they had yet but this one I was like okay it feels slow and this is my theory I think this was the episode I have no except for the ball gown but I think they were gonna put either Paris flashbacks to carry in big or some sort of maybe dream I doubt dream but like probably they were gonna show us flashbacks they don't have to cut it out I'm annoyed with that it's like We could, she could still dream They're about not her taking dead those husband. chances. They're not taking those chances. Even that picture frame, I think, was like, uh, they probably felt that was a risk after all that came out. I think that they're like, we will never see him again. I think that's very safe to say. That's we, I don't know. I, it's like it's already filmed. It's not like he's gonna make more money and this is a character. What has happened? I sure. am annoyed if this was gonna be something else. I didn't notice the pacing because I was just so excited to finally find out while she, why she was wearing that weird outfit. And it's right. also, yeah, I don't know. You're noticing a lot. I was, I just love it so much. I'm just, I know it's, I just feel listen, so happy watching see it. Karen, Miranda's not likable. I don't get it. I agree. I agree. And I'm like super pissed. My main gripe with the show is that they're not having fun. This was a show about drinking culture. There's literally a drink affiliated with this franchise and you're going to give one of them a drinking problem. Like that is like the least fun like idea that I, if I was in the right room, I absolutely would have trashed enough on her plate like we don't need the heaviness and they, it seems like they just dropped that too like there's no mention of it after it they're just not working actively together so I don't know whatever I was excited the Versace ball gown is the most expensive item ever worn on the show Very. that's I mean to see her back in that is amazing although I will say the end shot that's when it was very disjointed and we'll get to, you know, exactly what she's saying, but she is randomly eating the popcorn, which she told me about, and then says, and just like that, things can't go back in the closet. And it's like, where did that come from? This is not <laughs> the, uh, sure, sure, random thought, fine, but there was no connection whatsoever. So they're in a tough spot. But some of that was like, okay. I, yeah, I like I liked when she was holding the little outfit. I just like seeing the old outfits. Yeah. But now I'm having a full on not breakdown, but I'm like, what did I miss in this episode? No. Is it disjointed? I'm a fucking freak. This is not you. This is absolutely not you. It's like the disgusting level with which I'm I'm too close to the to everything now. Like between or between whatever, between like you know my own writing whatever like now I'm just like too I can't I can't fully watch it and enjoy it I'm still enjoying it by the way I'm um, well my thing is you know I do an SVU podcast and what my yes. big um, so anno- like what's come out of it for me oh I think about murder all the time I'm constantly sure. suspicious and anxious I'm gonna get raped and murdered but right. on top of that anything which I also reminds ever, me I think of your amazing joke all the time with you like to London hooking up with that guy and spreading your DNA all over his apartment, leaving hairs. It's <laughs> truly a joke. Back, getting the DNA under your fingernails. It is a joke, but it is also survival. No, instincts. no, no. I was going to say it's one of my favorite jokes to tell and yeah. do, and I've, I've missed not doing it. And so I'm glad I get to put it on the internet, but it's like, it really it's my favorite and I like it that people so like funny. it. <laughs> it is so funny and so true. But yes, please continue. Thanks, girl. Um, no, uh, what was I gonna... How you're watching SVU. Oh, my big thing is any time I watch anything anywhere, I'm like, he was in an SVU. She was totally. in an SVU for seven episodes. Totally. She's actually an SVU canon. Um, and this happens now with Sex in the City. There's such a big crossover. Oh, yeah. Like the sports guys in the SVU, like... Just all these um, little, the guy who likes to be spanked is in SVU. So oh, yeah. well, that's that like the, where my annoying brain The goes. bit parts, the bit parts were SVU, like corpse or criminal. 
one of the girl's boyfriends or one of Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriends. That was like, the acting, you know, small parts that you were going for at that time period, for sure. So there's so much crossover. Uh, this is going to, I wonder if Carol get mad at me, but we did interview, whatever. We interviewed Daniel Sunjata. I don't know who, who that is. Yes, you do. Fleet Week, baby. James oh my God. and Devils were Prada. Oh my God. Uh, with the right? eyes. And uh, so we obviously so talked hot. about his sex in the city moment. He's so hot. And he was like a cool medical examiner, like science forensics guy. Amazing. Um, on SVU. In like 16 episodes. Yeah. So uh, can you it, tease I, what he said about the city? Yeah. Well, well, so I told him it. Well, he said that for a while that was like the biggest moment in his career. Like yeah. everyone was losing his mind. Of course. Like, like everyone was excited. It was also the first episode post 9-11. So there oh was my- like right a lot of love for New York and that Sarah Jessica Parker is beyond nice and incredible to work with and like made him feel so special on that set. Um, and I told him I was so mad at him because when I moved to New York, I was so excited for Fleet Week. And then it was yeah. a bunch of 18-year-olds in bell bottoms. And it, he literally. laughed and I laughed. And I was like, you know, I was expecting Daniel <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. thanks. Thanks, yeah. My Fleet Week, okay, this shows you what time period it was, too. I remember performing at the Grizzly Pair for, like, a room full of exactly, like you said, 18-year-olds from you know Virginia wherever here for Fleet Week knowing that everyone is obsessed with them because of the city and like just thinking they are like fucking gods on earth ready for like endless days of pussy like get the fuck out of here (laughs) like why it is a huge huge disappointment yeah but um so all the crossover annoying things I also would like to mention and you know this um yes I fell for, <laughs> I was a new lesbian. Um, I was someone that yes. like got my life blown up by a hot butchy style comic. I remember and, well. Um, so I see, I'm like humiliated watching this. It's very hard for me to be watching this. Your situation um, <laughs> was very different, first of all. I, in terms of like blowing up your life and thinking you're gonna marry someone when it's like that's yeah, it's just culture, fun babe. to fuck uh, girls, but like it's embarrassing. You can um, deny it all you want, Melissa, and be positive, but I've not seen. I haven't been in the same Elizabeth. to fall in love with uh, like the first girl you hook up with. Of course, of course, and like Miranda Awakening, but that's why I like it. And that's why I was kind of upset that they were watering it down with the drinking problem. I'm glad that they're not affiliating those together. Um, I think the queer awakening is probably one of the most powerful moments of a person's life. And like, of course, she's in a cab to going to Cleveland. Like, I'm scared that Che's going to be pissed about it. I think they will be. But that's like absolutely part of it. And that's if Che is a professional queer as they brand themselves to be they will be expecting this from like that's obviously what is going to happen and I thought I was like wow that is responsible by any means like the assumption of the open marriage I thought you know that's when I thought it was like okay we're reading some sort of manual but when there was no like oh wait do I like to have her end her marriage that's comedian to me first of all and also like I'm surprised we didn't see that moment like with them together like oh okay like are we really doing this but I guess in the next to the cab we did in some sense but I feel like there was a little something was missing for me moment of like obviously she's going to blow up her life for you because that's that's the queer awakening. <laughs> well, and what's weird is like, do you really, are you that unhappy with Steve for coming? Like, what if he would be down for an open marriage or for you to have this extra I had the same thought. relationship? Like, I don't understand the dramatics of a divorce, especially when your partner, your newfound love is down for you to be in an open marriage. Like, right. I it's don't been three get why not make it work and have everyone be happy because it seems like Steve is fine doing anything for his girl (laughs) totally i had the same thought i 
thought maybe before the lunch with the girls that that was going to be the conversation is like, I'm having this affair and I want to keep doing it. And where does that put us to go to jump straight to divorce is very honestly traditional. Like it kind of shows Miranda's just now dipping her toe into the queer lifestyle, I guess, because I think there are many options. I don't think she has to fully been. However, when she says they're in love with her, I think then she's like, oh, we are going, even though they say I can't offer you anything traditional, I think Miranda thinks we are going to be together. We are going to be married. <laughs> like, in a I think that in a way, yeah. Even though she's saying she doesn't want traditional, I think that that's why she would jump to divorce and write that. And I think it's irresponsible to have Chase say that, to say that they're in love. I think that's a lot. And I don't think that we've seen a no. lot to back that up. But I guess they've been fucking every day for three weeks. Yes. And that is the. That is the queer relationship. Yeah. It's I crazy. Don't know. It's crazy. And the, the scene was devastating with Steve. I didn't really know how I was going to feel because I think you're a Steve girl, right? Or, no, I used okay. to be. And he's fine in terms of like men and their scumbag levelness. My issue is um, rewatching like when she's like, hey, can you turn that down so I can work? Yeah, and he like wouldn't turn down the Scooby Doo, you know. The, I like, never found him. Let's get appealing. a puppy. Like, yeah. let's get a puppy. Very like, man child, and just feeling in- so insecure for her to buy you a suit, yeah. like those little things. But obviously, you know, you can't boil down a human to like these little moments you did not like of them. Um, you wouldn't want someone to do that about you. Uh, but I don't think he's like. To me, Smith, Jared, and Harry are the top guys. Harry's everything, yeah. I mean, Harry in the new show, I'm, like, a little bit less, um, whatever. But, like, yeah, Harry's always been it for me, for sure. And Smith, sure. I feel like there's just, like, uh, Carrie's more of a... I want to have a conversation with Harry. Smith, I feel like we'd, you know, we'd dead end, I think, fairly No way! I don't think he has a ton of depth. What are you talking to Smith, Jared about? Well, acting and like projects, sure. traveling. I think he reads a lot and probably meditates. I bet he yeah. is not reading a book. He is That's reading. The end with the book. He's reading. I don't know. He's just such an empathetic, amazing partner and loved Samantha and forgave yeah, he her is. for so much. And like, th- I think that's the similarity between Smith and Harry. Cause I don't think Harry, I mean, what is Harry going to talk about? The Yankees? Like, <laughs> Harry's going to talk about being Jewish as he had it every episode uh but i I think they're similar in terms of like their love for the relationships they were in and um how well they treated the women in their lives 100 percent. and i love the blowjob scene i do because that's the thing about charlotte she's a prude but within her friendship you know she was she was looking trey's ass she's the only one to be yeah i know i liked that moment a lot and i think that was not callback to maybe the old series, but at least like the movie, you know. But I want to say in the divorce scene, like that to me was extremely fun in that, like what he's saying is absolute truth. And what I think almost majority of married people probably feel. And it made me more scared Miranda because obviously he is the one who is like grounded in reality at the moment for sure. And it just sad seeing, I don't know. I think we're getting the culmination of a lot of narratives that we've been for, you know, decades. And that kind of probably is where that relationship goes, where it's is like into it, not obsessed with it for the entire time. And to see Steve be so aware of that, is devastating like how sad that he's like yeah i know i'm not enough and i hang in i hang her and now you don't want to anymore and i can't do it again and i was just like fuck that's so real for sure but then we go to last week where he wouldn't even fuck her when she wanted to be fucked this is one thing i haven't spoken aloud yet 
I don't know that like after not having sex for years, right? I think she had said like like over a year, I want to say like three years. I wish I would have checked this. I don't know that I would go straight to like finger me and make me come. I think you have to like ease back in, like have regular sex, like get yourself off during that. And then like, you know, I think she put him in a position and I'm not, this is the only time I'll ever go to bat for Steve ever. But I think that was maybe like, you know, in the kitchen, like the way that this non-binary person just made me come and change my life. Like that's a lot. And to recreate a situation, like I actually yeah. felt for him in that. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was unfair to put all of your fantasies about your cheating onto this person and the yes. standard. Yes, you're right. You're right. She wasn't you're trying totally to get right. back into their actual experience together. She was going for something else. But yeah, ideally, you want a guy who's going to be able to make you come in the kitchen. If that's what she feels like she deserves and she's going for it, we have to support her. I'm just, you know, for her. But I don't think they're going to do anything that like is going to put her in a really bad place. I kind of like trust the writers. I like, I think they're going to put her through it, but not like send her to the depths, you know? Yeah. And I wonder though now, like if they never had Brady, if they would ever have gotten married and they wouldn't have. And you know why they have Brady. I remember is because Steve's one ball surgery and Miranda felt bad. Literally like it was sex that, join them together so that's why I do like the if the relationship does fully end this way I kind of like that as a full narrative of their relationship damn it's sad it's really sad like that scene fucked me up a bit it was it was sad and I feel bad and I don't think she realizes what she's doing and why she couldn't be like hey I you know I'm wanting to fuck this other part. Like, I just don't get why she wasn't more open-minded even when the new partner's like, I thought, like... Right. I just... Do you really not have any love for this man? But I guess you never did and you settled. She settled. She settled. She settled I don't, I don't and know she felt was like okay she was with settling. It. I don't think she fully felt like, well, there's nothing else there. Like, because I think there's a way that you can, like, unconsciously settle. Like, she was happy when they got married. She was very happy in multiple times. I think she was happy when they got back together after the cheating thing. Like, No, it's the skid marks of it all. Of course. Yes. Perfectly put. It's the skid marks of it all where it's like, it was dead before it started. Mm-hmm. You did not like any of these things that were happening. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't and... into it. He had to fucking bully you. He bullied her into that one, relationship. That's why I never liked Steve. I was like, it felt like emotional manipulation in the simplest way. But it was very much she wants this. Although she went back like after Brady and she's staying in the hot doctor. Like she would push things forward. But it was never because, you know, that was probably with Debbie. And she's, you know, feeling whatever jealousy that masquerades as this is my person. And I know if I'm sorry, if Blair Underwood was in love with me and working for the Knicks. I'd marry him. There's no, there's no world. I know. I would go back to Steve. Zero percent. Zero percent. And Steve's match with Debbie was perfection. Like that is the woman that that guy ends up with and is very happy with. And that's what I kind of almost felt really bad for Steve about is that like he's felt that all of these years. And like, I guess that is the position he chose and put himself in but like you know where he maybe and many people are in this position maybe you have the opportunity yeah. for someone to like, love you more it's so fucked up but like well it's so much of like you know this is too much therapy and instagram inspirational quotes really but like you repeat patterns that are familiar yeah. to you and what you're comfortable with and so I have, like, I know people in my life where I see their marriage and I'm like, oh, you married your, like, oh, I see exactly what's happening. Right. And you married exactly your mother, even though there's so many issues. And I don't even know if you see it or not, but this is a nightmare. And that's maybe with Steve where it's like, that's the relationship he's used to. Well, look at Steve's mom. 
fun of Steve's mom, but like, yeah. And it's so funny that that was kind of the final character that we got. Like, obviously Miranda's mom died, but like, we don't meet any of the girls ever. So Steve is kind of the only one that we have that insight with. I mean, don't forget about Wesley and Leslie. We met Charles brother once. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Samantha fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Miranda's, weird. I guess, uh, sister. sister. Right. The mom from. But Girl. you're right. No, like the fact that we got Steve's mom for multiple episodes. Yes. Is, um, and that was, you know, for Miranda, like, obviously, Magda smiling at her, you know, in the bathroom, helping him. Like, the relationship did mature Miranda to this place. But I think she probably feels like she just, like, gave up. A lot of herself and like she says in the movie when he cheats on her I changed who I was for you like I think that she's just now at a point where she's like I gave up everything this is where I've ended up and I just can't possibly be there and I do like if we're talking about narratives of women at, of this age and like you know what precedent does this set because the first series was kind of like oh yeah it's okay to be single in your 30s and fuck around and figure it out and be dating and you know this is what it looks like and they made it fun and appealing this time period in their 50s they're not necessarily making it look fun which i wish they would but i like that they're giving this example of like no you can blow up your life and i hope that they (laughs) make it a narrative that is encouraging for people not that everyone blows up their life but you know that people are not then more fearful to like make changes if that makes sense yeah, absolutely. You know, I we will see where this goes and I'm happy they do it. But because I love these characters so deeply and feel like I know them and they're real to me. And that's I... why I don't think they'll do it to her. I don't think they'll put her in a terrible, terrible landing place. No, for me, it's I wish she had a different conversation with Steve. Yeah. I wish that he yeah. was down for an open marriage and maybe she would come back from fucking Che and he would like to hear about it. And then that would revive yeah. their sex life. And maybe yeah. Miranda would have two active, amazing sex lives and relationships in her Which life. Which is queer and progressive. If you want non-traditional, that's non-traditional. That's what I wish I saw I instead of this heartbreak. Agree. I completely agree. And then if the open doesn't work or you love it, it's like they tried to mirror Cynthia Nixon's life, not Miranda. Mm, fascinating and we also did see Cynthia Nixon posting with her wife at the filming of Chase Rally interesting yeah so I know and I've not been of the camp who's like oh Cynthia Nixon's queer in real life so we have to make Miranda queer like I don't think that that's why they did it I think it's you know they obviously wanted queer story writing in this like after I wish that Carrie would have like that a way they could have dealt with the you know their sins of the past is Carrie getting canceled for like maybe she wrote something about how bisexual people don't exist or you know something like that like that would have been I think more fun for me because right now it just kind of feels like Carrie's silent on the whole thing and you know accepting and whatever and obviously her on the phone as Miranda's in the car on the way to the airport, like, great, have fun, have fun in Cleveland, like, love that for her. But I wish that there was some sort of ownership over, like, her new acceptance. But there's only so much time. Only so much time. Okay. Um, Wait, I have another comedian. Yes. You go first. Well, I was going to say, I bet we were about to say the same fucking things. I love seeing familiar people, even though it's hard not to be jealous. I know. It's hard not to be jealous. I am someone, I will pat myself on the back. I don't care. I'm very much happy for others. I'm not a competitive person. Um, This is tough. This is tough. (laughs) It's a tough one. It's a tough one one because (laughs) how many female comedians love this goddamn show and have done a lot for it and then um our colleague and i i'm sure i called him a friend at one point i haven't talked to him in years but we were in the trenches together in open mic days usama Siddiqui. it has yes. many lines 
It's many lines. And Bobby hard. Lee was really funny in this. Bobby Lee's very funny as well. Yeah. Because I see Bobby Lee nice. often and I don't actually care. And he's about to see a different version of me. I'll be honest. Yeah. He's about to see of someone that's like, oh, hello. You're my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we have something. Yeah. Yeah, that's exact. That happened to me recently with someone. Oh, uh, Johnny Pemberton was in an episode of SVU, and okay. like the way I approached him was so different. Sure, the warmth. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you're the nicest feature they've ever had. <laughs> the nicest yeah. they've had. Yeah. Um, hilarious. Yeah, it was. It's cool to see. So the scene was Carrie's new neighbor and her friends outside on the stoop, which, uh, like. It's so funny to think of that neighborhood where they're filming and imagine that that could ever happen for five seconds and that there would not be an old man or woman like literally like shaking a cane at them like on Perry Street in the West Village. Fucking right. Like there is not a sound. That's I think one of the quietest streets in New York, I would say. However, I don't know if I knew that. I thought you were going the other direction. Well, fictionally, Upper East Side. Well, oh. I don't think that. Well, I think yeah, a few, a, a short walk away, if we're going to more like seventh near the duplex and Marie's and the monster, sure, it'll be popping right there. But on Perry Street and like Bleecker, I think it's going to be dead silent and none of those neighbors are putting up with any of that shit. But if we're in the Upper East Side, I'm honestly less familiar and like. I don't know. I've been seeing on TikToks all these like apartment things and everyone's always like, I live in the Upper East Side. So there are girlies up there and who knows, maybe there's stew parties up there, but I can also see that not really happening up there. Yeah, I lived um, in an apartment where the stoop next to me was the stoop to be. Yeah. In Um, in Brooklyn and I did gentrify a neighborhood. So to me, it's like I'm I'm honored to be next to the hip stoop. Totally. Uh, I liked, I, <laughs> I was fine with it. Um, I like the young neighbor. I hope they have a friendship. I love seeing someone that Carrie can reminisce about her life about. I, yes. like that she, I love that it's not daddy's money and maybe she did come from money, but I do love that she's a hip jewelry designer and not like an NYU trust fund kid. Cause that's where I thought it was leaning. Yes. Um, so I am happy that she's a creative and a fashion girl and like, if she is a fashion girl, she's obviously going to notice that C- Carrie is a fashion girl. You right. Know? And it is, it's kind of a good match. It's like that scene where she's like on the couch and Carrie blows out the candle and like turns off the speaker. I like kind of liked that. At first I was kind of like, okay, Carrie, have an outline about this noise situation. But like I, by the end of it, I was kind of like, okay, I get it. And I like that choice to have her like wanting to be cool because this whole time I feel like she's been pivoting to old hag every time and like rev so i was glad to see some sort of like no i'm still cool i'm still fun i still can hang whatever you know not that there's been a second of that yeah i just like i mean she's always weird you know and she like hid from her email thinking people could see her she mm-hmm. just has that about her and it's a character thing but like she could have legit been like you guys Come on, it's 4 30. Right. Yeah. And been like, yeah, I'm sleeping. Like, it's okay to be sleeping at 4 30 right. in the morning. Of like, course. I get it's all internal and wanting to be cool, but it is like sleeping at 4 30 is not uncool. That's what got me, where I was like, this is like actually unreasonable. Like, even for me, like, I would be uncool in that yeah, scenario. I, 100%. I think I remember, but, but whatever. It's a cute friendship. And I like that we actual full frontal dick in yes. this episode hot dick and i love that the guy was like yeah. we don't eat sugar like i thank know you. It, that guy exists fully you fucked all of my friends like i mean what does he say stop being such a transplant or something i like yeah. that yeah I, yeah he's really hot i don't know who that is um but good for you and what a credit like yeah i showed my dick in the new sex in the city when they're old yeah, I was uh, very thrilled with that. I hope we get more and more of. Yeah, I was like, that's like, I for a moment, I was like, wow, this is like more sexual for a second than the old show. Because I'm like, did we see full dick ever in the series? I don't 
think so, right? No, I think just the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Whatever. I was here for it. I was like, yeah, Wait. and the sex that we are seeing is like earnest. I miss Sex in mm. the City funny sex. Funny like, sex. Well, yes. Or just hot and sexy, like not Miranda being like, I'm going to blow up my life for you. Yeah. Just like too earnest too many times for me. Oh, right. I guess the fingering was kind of funny, but again, it was just intense. It was intense. It was intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not necessarily, it was not laughing for the, the reasons where we laughed. When Samantha is, you know, in the wrestling singlet or something like that. Like, it's very much missing those. And it was so funny when they're talking about it's still blowing Harry. It's, they love the joke of Carrie. Carrie can't eat because we're talking about sex. Oh, you ruined the crab leg or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that to me, it's actually a gag that I will be on board with for, until the end of time. Like, <laughs> funky spunk, rice pudding. You know what I mean? Like, it's such, it's something that they lean on so hard and... I loved seeing that in an episode because I don't know that we've gotten that yet, but it's, it's absolute classic. Carrie, no, writing. and the brownie. Yeah, I like the Easter eggs of, of reminiscence. Yes, totally. I do. Um, really enjoyed that, and just because you know we're chatting about it, like I was, I took a, a quiz. You know, someone put an Instagram poll, and it's like Team Carrie or Miranda for the fingering P incident, and I was like, of course, Carrie. And my mm-hmm. friend uh, Julia was just like, or was it Julia? It was like, nah, actually, like you suck. You don't know that your friend is unhappy, that she's mm. been unhappy for years and drinking. Like you're a bad friend. Go fuck I yourself. I see both sides. I see both sides. First of all, because I would not have clocked Miranda a problem for sure. Like, I think that most of her behaviors until the episode where she stops drinking, kind of New York culture. Um, I think it's very common to have a bottle of wine when you have four people, like, you know, just whatever. Um, or even two. No, you're totally right. But like, yeah. some of that. And right in that, like, she's she's leaving breadcrumbs about how she feels about Steve. And Carrie's not delving in. Her husband did just die. Like, if I'm thinking, okay, my husband died. I just had surgery. My friend's getting fingered and wasted in my kitchen. Like, okay, yeah, she's having a moment. But I think Carrie reacts correctly in, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm mad at you, but, like, we're getting into this. What is going on with you? Like, she cares. Miranda just has the the blinders on of of the hope of like I feel like she's having the kind of breakup which I don't know if you've had where it's like you have wanted it for a long time it's finally happening and it's like you skip over almost any pain eventually will come for you but like you're just too you're in the bubble you're in some sort of love bubble escape bubble whatever where she's just like not gonna think about her friend's feelings and she's literally laughing at Carrie she's like I'm sorry I was getting fingered within, you know, an inch of my life. So, I don't know. I, um, I do, but I was, I did not see both sides. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't even realize, like. I mean, Carrie gets a bad rap for being, like, a bad friend. But in all honesty, like, she is selfish. But, like, she knows when to, to step in in her friend's life. And she knows when to uh, hang back not telling Miranda to get out of the car and not go to the airport and she's also given her realistic intel on what Che talks about on the podcast and that they might be fucking other people or whatever like I think she does a good job of like I'm gonna step in I'm gonna let you do what you're doing yeah I don't know I'm the Carrie I'm a Carrie and it you're sucks. a Carrie no I'm, it, it sucks it's same. cool but it sucks it sucks yeah <laughs> for sure it's a, it doesn't make me feel good about myself that's for sure no no uh, I it sucks being terrible with money <laughs> like that's not fun okay <laughs> for real though okay but how do you feel now seeing Carrie as a full wealthy woman no, it's good. I mean, I believe in myself. I'm never really in a rush. Um, but it is it is a mind fuck. But yeah, I, I read something recently where it's like the goals and timelines you made for yourself as a kid, it's because you didn't understand age. <laughs> like you like by sure. 25, I'll be blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, that's just not possible. Um, well, and by the end of the series, she still didn't have money. And 
that's all she she was okay but she wasn't i mean she had improved from the aiden episode of i have 700 dollars in my savings or whatever yeah but she's uh, now she's really changed socioeconomic classes i think i mean do you watch insecure got to charlotte yes like, yeah, when she was like, can I just fast forward to the moment where my life is okay? And then yeah. we get to see that. And that's cool. I love um, what they do in that show with, like, alternate realities. And, like, it's so satisfying to see, like, different paths, like, culminate. I love TV like that. I'm like, show me every option. Yeah. And they did an amazing job. You really, nowadays, it's always like, why well, I hated the finale. So it's right. um, just, like refreshing to obviously have people like a show <laughs> for sure for sure yeah that's true and she deserves it she did an amazing job throughout the entire thing i of course want every show to end like six feet under where we see yeah how each character dies and anything else is too much mystery for me so yeah but that's dangerous because anytime that kidding. song comes on anywhere I'm oh my god tears. yeah just weeping <laughs> yeah of course it's horrifying well, any final thoughts? I love seeing yeah. um, I'm it's Chelsea Market, I'm assuming, when they're really a lot of placement, I will say. The Fat Witch store. Oh, is it Chelsea Market? I thought they were I in thought... like the Columbus Circle under the train. That is possible. That is possible. I, wonder. I assume Chelsea Market and I meant to look it up. There's also the Aura Ring Charlotte is doing a full blown commercial for holding it. What is it? So it's like a Fitbit or whatever, you know, one of those, but it's like a ring. And um, yeah, she was truly QVC selling it. I felt (laughs) literally like it's going to track your heart rate while you wear it on your finger. Like, hilarious. Yeah, it's just these little, but I guess the show was always like that. Oh, 100%. 100%. But sometimes. I guess my little final thing that we didn't mention that I loved was. Lily's pawn show, which was probably Carrie's pawn show, but totally. also the I love Carrie. their friendship. Yes, and that's what Carrie. I do love about this series in particular. Is like, okay, yes, show us different, you know, forms of like parenting, not parenting, family, chosen family, you know that's so special about New York and especially as you get older and you've had these friends for decades and like embracing their kids like to have Lily sleep in Carrie's bed I found so sweet and like how cool to be a kid in New York City you have a mom who still blows your dad a cool aunt that you can go sleep at her house and like I just loved it loved all of it yeah yeah and thinking about my friend's kids I'm just like I wonder if that'll be me. I wonder if I could be a cool fake on to these kids, you know. Um, of course. You you really have special. fun and like written in your byline. Like that is 100% you. Thank you. That's very nice. Yeah, I have toys. I have toys for everybody. Um, Fantastic. Simpsons toys for all. Um, I'm trying to think of final things, but I think... I think we did it. I think we really did it. And you have me seeing certain things in different ways, which is always um, I feel a like positive. I ruined it for you. I feel like I ruined many You didn't aspects. ruin anything. Because there's That's well, what one I thing worry. I'll tell you I hate. I'll tell you, not in this episode, the episode last week, I hated the puke. I did too. I did too. And I got like background until I talked about this on the last episode. I listened to like the Michael Patrick King podcast and hearing how they did it even worse even worse I I was not a fan of of any of that and I kind of thought like if you're doing if you're giving like bad date I never want to see this person again you both puking and getting wasted and having fun is kind of not giving like oh my god what a terrible date it's kind of like a funny anecdote and like way to start things off like it's not like she humiliated just herself but whatever, it was funny. It's also scene. not that big of a deal. That's what I mean. Yeah, you're not gonna not see someone again because you both drank too much. Yeah, weird. What do you think of the guy? He's fine. I don't know. Do you think we'll see him again? Oh, we'll probably go on that we lunch do. date. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think they're next next episode. I think they're gonna go out. Oh my god! Yeah, I paused it. I didn't even see what happens next episode uh, because I wanted to get on and chat with you, so I get to see that little. God, you're tidbit. so sweet. I know. I always like. I'm sometimes torn to watch previews. Sometimes they like give way too much away. They're usually good about it at a show, but like, I just felt like I don't know selling sunset and stuff. I'm like, don't tell me too much. Don't tell me all of this. I'm okay with it. I like the <laughs> you love tidbit. spoilers. I like yeah. not a spoiler, but like it won't ruin it for me. Yeah. Like if I know who wins the season or so, like I don't care. Okay. Um, but I guess with the yellow jackets, I would stab a bitch. But I was watching totally. it at midnight as it came out, so I was the per. I was ready for anything. Yeah, yellow any jackets. Moment. That was like a unique experience. Like I feel like we hadn't had a show where cumulatively everyone was watching it, and you're like, I have to watch it now for no spoilers. Like it's that intense and that good and yeah i love tv culture and i feel really Same. blessed that's why i can't really be mad at like at any if i don't like everything or it's not perfect not everything has to be great but exactly so many exciting shows to watch that are bringing people together the other two, yes secure yellow jackets was like swapping mysteries and articles and what are your guesses and we were all wrong and it's like what? like i love that right i know i do too and i think that tv culture Diaz is in the culture like exactly i had an audition and it was like for a butchy type character and i had che diaz in my head in terms of like swagger like i was thinking about i would love to see you in a character like that that would be so fun girl i've never worked this hard on i do i mean i have but this one i like did multiple sessions with an acting coach nice i'd probably i it was like oh yeah but my, my acting teacher was like, you've mentioned Shay Diaz too many times. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's just in the culture now forever. Listen, it, it is. They will be. And they will be. I mean, this is truly the first, I believe, non-binary character that's really in, like, the mainstream zeitgeist. That, like, you know, moms in middle America are talking about. And, you know, it's important. And I bet some of these moms want to fuck them. 100. That was one of my favorite moments of the series was when they're talking to those two moms at the auction. And there's this like whole (laughs) Miranda clone scenario, like that they happen to be the perfect landing pad for like unhappy in their marriage and like what a cross to bear. Do you think um, Sarah Ramirez is like upset at the Che Diaz backlash or is into the attention? Like, I wonder how you feel you created this character. And I listened to Las Culturistas and they were saying that Sarah was coming to their shows. Oh, really? To do research, I think. Hilarious. And was like keeping up and showing up to places. And they were working hard. And I wonder how they feel about people. I wonder, like, too. No, Che Diaz, like, with the scream meme and stuff. So Right. I kind of am like, well, this is the biggest moment they've had in a while. Probably, you know, to me, yeah. since, since Grey's Anatomy, I've not heard much from them. It doesn't mean they weren't working or whatever. But, I mean, that's so funny about Lost Country. I really don't see that influence. But I think that they worked hard. They created a character everyone is talking about. And it's believable. The work is good. So I hope that they're just focusing on that. And I think, I don't know. It's so it's so tricky with that. Because most of those choices are not Sarah's. You know? It's the show. Yeah. And that's just kind of what you sign up for. Yeah. So, damn. Well, now I'm like, are the writers purposely writing them not funny to make fun of woke comedy? I don't think they have it in them. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they have it in them. It's truly sincere. <laughs> I wish that there was any satire, but I don't think there is. All right. But... Yeah. Well, this was really one of my favorite apps. This was um, a dream to have you on. I hope I see you sometime. It's an honor. And just in case people have not followed all of your um, comings and goings, uh, to let everyone know that Melissa's team definitely won Sex in the City trivia. 
Oh my uh, god! A few years You're ago, not even open with that. Hilarious. And won great prizes from every outfit sex in the city, and got to go to Russian samovar. Russians, and that was the night of my life. I know. I'm like pissed. <laughs> did not come. Like <laughs> they treated us so well. I was wasted off of like horseradish infused vodka going i think myself drew anderson and one other guy on our team went to carrie's stoop smoked a joint and then went to marie's for like four hours it was truly a night uh you know what next time i'm in new york let's go back with a few friends oh, um yeah. not recreate the evening obviously you no but, special, I, but i'm due i'm due i haven't eaten there since i want to go yeah. i want to go and, and the food is good yeah. yeah, Russian tea room sucks. Russian samovar. Samovar. Yes. Yes. If that's where Barishnikov is fucking going, that's where you got it. He go. owns it. He's part owner. I did not even fucking yeah. know that. This is like yes. turning me. I'm like so, yeah, I yes. want I want to party with you. Yes, please. <laughs> Anytime down. Absolutely oh. me up. Okay, the plan is in stone. Russian samovar. And- Stone, thank you, Sex and the City Queen. Ugh, thank you, Sex and the City Queen. I love you so much. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.